Welcome to episode 269, nice, of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm your host, Tom Zalatni, and uh, obviously we are currently still in uh, big ol' quarantine social distancing time, uh, which, you know, we're getting used to. We're we're getting used to it. I was actually just having a conversation with my partner about how this is starting to feel normal, which is, you know devastating and also encouraging at the same time maybe i don't know anyway uh i am alone in studio once again but i will not be alone for the episode i will be calling up my co-hosts at various points throughout the next hour and uh, i hope that you enjoy it and i hope that we've you know this audio is finding you safe and hopefully comfortable whatever that looks like for you and uh yeah before I call my first guest, uh, I do want to take a second to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording, and uh, presumably all of the homes of the people that I'm calling today, are uh, situated on stolen land. Um, we're going to be doing an episode all about that uh, pretty soon, probably in the next couple of weeks, to, that sort of goes into what we mean when we talk about that. Um, but if you are a you know settler on indigenous land, maybe just take some time today to think about what that means and look into the ways that you can be supporting uh, the indigenous people of the area that you live in on. Prepositions are hard. One thing that is not hard is calling up my first co-host, Adrian Schoen, who is coming to us live from Chicago. Hey. Hey, how you doing? All right. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't complain. I've, I've been better. I've been worse. <laughs> Today was a <laughs> brutal day, but I am feeling okay at the end of it. Oh, no. Did, did anything happen? Um, yeah. So, like, late last night, like, right before bed, I noticed that the hot water in our bathroom wasn't running. And, like, I had just done a load of dishes through the dishwasher, and I thought, mm, maybe it just hasn't recharged right now. I'm sure it's fine. Uh I'll, you know, I'll, I'll call the gas company in the morning if, the, <clears throat> excuse me, if there's still a problem. And uh, sure enough, there was still a problem. So I couldn't shower this morning. And I'm not someone who like functions in the morning before I've had a shower and a cup of coffee. Uh, sure. So I had to like, you know, deal with the like gas people coming and checking on the furnace and making sure everything was working. And then, you know, by noon, everything was working. But that just really slowed down my day a whole lot. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I mean, that that was the main thing, honestly. Everything's been pretty much okay since then. I just, uh, oh, and then when we got the heat and the hot water working again, I had accidentally cranked it up because he asked me to turn it up to see if that would, like, make the heating kick in. Uh, and right. it did, but I forgot to turn it back down. So then I was editing oh. in 23 degree heat and it was humid. And so I, like, opened the window thinking, like, oh, it's, like, 10 degrees outside. This will cool me off. And then I just was a puddle of sweat and it was not a good time. <laughs> Well, yeah, not the, the worst thing in the world, but not not fun. Exactly, yeah. Like it, it made today like a pretty middling day, honestly. Right. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes it's good just that something happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm choosing to look at it as eventful. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A thing happened today to break up the tedium of all the days where nothing happens. Exactly. I mean, I'm also in a weird transitionary period right now where um my day job ended last week. Like mm. we we moved my office out of the house on uh Friday afternoon after I spent 2 days painstakingly taking apart furniture and packing everything up. And uh now I'm like, okay, my day is, you know, three or four hours of productive editing and writing work and then a lot of animal crossing (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it could be worse yeah yeah yeah, i feel that (laughs) how are you doing since last time we talked um i mean i'm sure it's all exactly the same (laughs) it's just more of it has passed (laughs) right (laughs) that's fair yeah i feel that um well do you want to uh do you want to dig into our patreon question yeah let's do it Uh, i should also mention um we obviously this episode came out on a monday that's the thing we're doing now we're releasing on mondays uh just because screw it why not um and i didn't do this on purpose but this is episode 269 and it came out on 420 (laughs) and the 420 yeah so, so you know, we've got that going for us today. I think yeah, no, that's a, a magically um, delinquent episode. <laughs> yeah, I figure we need one of those every once in a while, right? Like we're gonna we get into heavy stuff sometimes, but but sometimes we need to you know just get stoned and <laughs> I was gonna say get stoned and suck dick. So that's where my head's at, I guess. <laughs> These are all options, except for they're not anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is a distinct lack of anyway. Um, our Patreon question for today <laughs> comes from Gabriel, who asks, "Does living in Montreal make us a bit jaded?" He says, "I felt like living in Montreal compared to my home in the prairies. It feels like people in general have less time of day for you, and it's harder to make strong connections. Is this a big city thing?" I mean, I I think it can be. Um, I think it's a moving thing, quite frankly. Mm. Um, I and I I think that. Whether you're in the the city or out in the country, there are opportunities in different ways to kind of rely on your neighbors and build those connections and community. Um, you know, if you're in a rural area, you might really depend on your neighbors for right. for some things that are are not so readily accessible. But uh, also in the city, I mean, you depend on, on, you know, public transportation and all these things that, that we all kind of have to make work together. Um, but I think what it comes down to is, uh, and I, I've having moved like several times to, mm-hmm. to new places and especially without having a job or, or anything like that, um, I have found that it takes about three years before you feel like uh, that you have like roots there. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah. Uh, it takes a really long time to build up, you know, because when you're growing up in a place, you have your school friends and you have your neighbors and you have people that uh, you've been connected to for years. And um, when you relocate to a new place, everybody else already has those things <laughs> except for you. Right. They don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I, uh, I've lived in Montreal for 20 years now. And, like, that means that I moved here when I was a little tiny child. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, like, I didn't really have the same experience of, like, needing to take time to adjust. And I was moving from mm-hmm. Vancouver to Montreal, which, like, is kind of a lateral move in terms of, like, 
city size um right. at least when you're a kid especially right because I was I think I was six like you don't notice anything at that point but like right. I do feel like just from conversations I've had with people who like grew up in the country and then moved to the city it's a totally different ball game right like I don't I don't know most of my neighbors we we know the people who live upstairs because they live upstairs and we share some space in the basement so we run into each other but like I have like waved at the people across the street. There's a dude who lives next door who walks a nice dog and we like nod at each other. I don't know his name. I don't know his story. Yeah. I don't know if I want to. A lot of people that you do know and um, you know, like in the communities that we surround ourselves in and and build, like if you needed help with something, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you were out in the country, maybe you would turn to your neighbor, but in the city, you might just put something up on Facebook and and Mm -hmm. somebody who lives, you know, like a friend of yours that you know from whatever, uh, might just walk three blocks down and get you a can of soup. Like it's... um, uh, I, I think that it's easy to idealize this idea of like the community of a small town, but mm-hmm. uh, th- there's this glaring, um, you know, uh, <laughs> um, omission of, of the fact that we very much have that in cities and spades uh, mm-hmm. and just don't see it the same way. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, it, it, kind of what it feels like is that we just need to like expand our definition of what neighbors are, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I would actually so. Gabe is a good friend of ours and lives in my neighborhood now. And like, I, the other day, Teffer was like looking for flour and Gabe was like, I've got a lot of flour and just brought us some flour. And like, he doesn't live like next door or down the street. He lives like 10, 15 blocks away, but it's not a bad walk. Right. And like that, I think is neighborly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's a funny like it's a different pace, right? Like so, if you're completely surrounded with you know, just just a density of people, mm. you're not gonna wave or smile at everybody <laughs> you walk by. You right. would be a crazy person. That's yeah. a crazy thing to do. It's um, exhausting. Oh my god! Yeah, you have to build some distance uh, with the people around you because there's too many of them. Um, <laughs> For a small town, like, yeah, oh, well, you know, it's awkward if you don't wave to Fred because, you know, you only see him, like, once a week and, you know, he, he's walking by. You're going to totally ignore Fred. You can't ignore Fred. No, of course not. Um, he's one of the 12 people you know. To... Yeah. <laughs> he's talking to a couple of people from uh, London, uh, older people. And, and not that that matters. I think all people from London probably relate to this. But all people like... from London are old, in fact. It's <laughs> probably the only people who can afford to live there. But... Uh... <laughs> They were talking about how uh, the the most dreaded thing that they can think of is having somebody they sort of know and recognize on a train with them <laughs> on a commute to work. Because <laughs> they're like, they uh, they just going to ruin this time for me? Now I have to acknowledge that you exist? Can we just pretend not to see each other? <laughs> right. No, I get that. It there's, I guess there's a similar thing in Montreal, right? Where like you might see someone on the metro and you're like, do I do I say hi to this person? Like, I know that we are like, uh, I think especially for me having grown up here, there are so many people that like, I kind of know, like I, I met you at a party in high school and we added each other on Facebook and haven't said a word to each other since. Do I wave right. to you in the Metro? Probably not. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I saw a guy I, I had chatted with on a dating app on a uh, walk onto a train and I was just like, Oh no. Oh God. <laughs> I, not like that I didn't didn't want to meet him, but I'm like, I look like 
garbage and I don't know what I don't I'm not ready for this interaction <laughs> right well and like especially with someone who like you have the pretense of the dating app like theoretically when you meet up in person you're supposed to be meeting up to be on a date you're not supposed to be running into each other on your commute that's weird it was just a, you know that awkward moment of like do I pretend that this person <laughs> three feet from me is somebody I totally don't recognize right so I did my best to just stand directly behind him out of his sight line oh <laughs> That's kind of creepy, though, because now it seems like you're like, here's this guy I met on a dating app. Let me just smell his hair. No, no, I wasn't that close to okay. him. <laughs> I just tried to get like out of his periphery and just right. look at my phone and pretend that like nothing was happening. Yeah, the, the, the staring down at your phone to avoid any potential eye contact is definitely a move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, just the, the headphones, sunglasses, and now I've got a face mask. So if I'm outside, I'm like not a person anymore. It's amazing. <laughs> that, is a, that is a benefit. I haven't found a mask that I think looks good on me yet. Like, you know, you see some people wearing their masks out and you're like, yeah, you, you put some thought into this. Your, your outfit is coordinated. <laughs> I just have like, I just have painter masks that are like, yeah, I've been using like stinky adhesives that would poison my lungs if I breathe them indirectly and like it just it doesn't have the same look to it you know I think you might be over overthinking it I, I don't know that I've seen anybody who really looks like awesome at it um <laughs> we're all in a goddamn pandemic it's just like whatever is happening right now I guess but I, I have noticed in this new mask reality that we live in um <laughs> that like breath mitts or something I need to investigate like or mm. invest in not like that my breath is like so bad all the time but it does recycle into your face and yeah. if you've had like like onions like fuck it you know <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely I find like anytime I'm wearing a mask within 10 minutes I'm like really wish I wasn't wearing this mask <laughs> gross it is unpleasant <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I think I like I get where Gabe is coming from in terms of like, you know, it does feel like people are in a hurry in in the city. And I wonder if that that might vary from city to city. That also might vary on like the type of crowd that you roll in. Like, um, you know, I being pretty plugged into like creative communities, I feel like there is a certain amount of like, yeah, I only have time for you when I like need to be working with you kind of deal. Um, yeah, but then I find on the on the flip side, like urban queer communities are like pretty happy to chat about literally anything at literally any time of day, right? Like it just sort of depends on the kind of people you're around. Yeah, I, I, you know, you got to find your kind of your pocket. Mm -hmm. um, but there is an interesting thing I heard. I don't know, it was probably a radio lab or something <laughs> I listened to like ten years ago, but. Um, <laughs> So I'm sure this is totally accurate and good. Uh, but there was some kind of study that they were talking about the the walking speed, like the pace at which you move. Right. Uh, like averaged in a way of um, you could almost tell where people were from by how fast they walked. Right. So like the, the pace of Dublin is different than the pace of New York is different from um, Sioux City, Iowa, you know. <laughs> like, right. Well, of course, because um, in New York, they're walking here. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That, that is the uh, But pace. like Chicago and New York like have a different pace and um, uh, you know some of it has to do with like volume and, and stuff like I mean like if you 
you know, I walked a fair amount in Montreal, and and same like uh, is true from my time in Chicago. Mm. Uh, but like, if you want to get somewhere and you're not like driving, you're not just strolling around. Like, right? It's gonna take a while. You better hustle a little <laughs> bit, otherwise, it's gonna take like some time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. That's that's kind of how I feel. Is like you know getting anywhere in montreal like if it's not within your neighborhood you're giving yourself between half an hour and an hour of you know travel time like you don't want any of the walking in that to not be efficient because you're there's a lot of it where you're just going to be sitting and waiting yeah you just get kind of accustomed to going quickly yeah Um, going fast yeah gotta go fast i I remember oh absolutely I, i remember when i first moved to denver there was a teenager who opened the door for me at a movie theater. <laughs> and my first thought was, what the fuck do you want, kid? <laughs> <laughs> what did he want? I think he was just polite. <laughs> Ugh, gross. <laughs> I know, but I, like, I was so taken aback. And I'm from like the friendly Midwest. Like Chicago is known for being kind of a friendly town. <laughs> right. But I was still like, what's your deal? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think like you know, you eliminate a lot of those little gestures. It it was that it was like if it wasn't just somebody holding a door, you know, who was already walking through. Mm. It was that it was such like a paused grand gesture. Like he went so out of his way to make it happen. Right. How dare he? And well, <laughs> at that point it's weird. Right. <laughs> so maybe Gabe the reason that people don't have time for each other in cities is because it's weird to make time for people. There's just too many, you know. Like Denver is not not as big. There's not 500 people trying to walk through the same doorway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of take the time to to make a little special effort every now and again, but uh, yeah, like I mean, you would be holding people up. You'd be such an asshole if you just stopped everything and were like, "Do our madams? Like, what a fucking strange thing to do." <laughs> I'm glad we're starting this episode with you because I feel like you're the you're getting the cynicism about it about this question out of the way. <laughs> Cuz I'm right there with you, but I know that the others are going to be like a little bit like gentler about it and I think it's going to it's going to kind of decrescendo in a nice way that I'm I'm, I'm I think it's going to be satisfying in post. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like don't get me wrong. I I think that's good. I think that's normal. I'm not saying that people should be shitty to one another. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's a reality to the pace and the, the density at which people live that yeah. feels different from one place to the next. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying, I, I think there is something so beautiful in cities of the way that people interact and rely on each other and help each other. Um, and I think that's a really great thing. But at the same time, you can also be a little bit more crass about it and a little bit more uh, practical about it and and less theatrical mm-hmm. you know it's just a little bit um especially like coming back to chicago has this um i forgot how much chicago has this unpretentiousness about it <laughs> and uh, you know like i think new york is a little bit like we're new york and like montreal is very hipstery and cool right. but like chicago everybody's just walking around in a bear's jersey and eating hot dogs and being like I don't know, man. <laughs> that sounds like the dream, honestly. <laughs> it's just not 
it doesn't feel the need to like try so hard. It's just kind of happy being what it is. I have to uh, I have to wrap up with you because I got to call Kate in two minutes. But um, do you have anything? Any final thoughts before we uh, let you go? No, I think that really covers my feelings on it. Fair enough. <laughs> well, thanks, Adrian. Good to hear from you. All right, it was fun. Yeah, talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. This is ominous. Yeah, we're going to roll with it. That was loud. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about Chaos. Their professional sound equipment, cinema-grade cameras, lenses, lighting, event hosting, and more. Right now we want to tell you about a special service that they rolled out a little while ago where, for a limited time only... It's been going for a while. I don't know how limited this time is, guys. I'm just going to call you out. George? Do you want to update me on that, George? Anyway, for a limited time only, Chaos wants to offer radically reduced rates for their new social media services to help them out with some case studies. Basically, this means they want to test out how effective their social media packages are, so they're offering them at a discounted rate of 70 to 80% off the usual price. That's a big savings. If you've been looking for a way to revamp your brand's social media presence, go to createchaos.com or hit them up on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's chaos with a K. You know what else starts with K? Kate Bradley, the next person I'll be calling. Hello! Well, 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 if it isn't Kate Bradley. Oh my goodness, so much tone. I love it. Hello. (laughs) How you doing? I'm doing okay, which is crazy. (laughs) It's good to be feeling okay. Yes, no, exactly. I I was excited for your call. I was like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> How are you uh, as the most 420-friendly? Tw- I'm trying to say 420-friendly. The 420-liest. The 420-liest? I like that. It's like we've been thrown into 1920s England. Tweedledee-dee, um, Kate. How are you doing <laughs> on this fine 420 episode recording day? Oh. I feel quite excited, in fact, to be consuming, uh, as on any other day, a lot of bud. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, is this any different for you, really? No, it's not. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to assume that you won't be on the next episode, because we're recording that one on 420 itself. Uh, oh. <laughs> I feel like that day you might be a little out of commission, but today's well, just you might a normal wanna, day. Yeah, you might want to check in for like a two minutes, just to see, you know, or maybe like just to record some grunts. Right. Gotta, some, gotta have know, the background grunts. Exactly, yeah, I'll be your room tone. <laughs> <laughs> get, a, get a good hour of Kate just going... <sighs> <laughs> Actually, I think it would be more of a like... Because uh, you're so confused so often on the weed. <laughs> That's not bad. I think I think a steady uh through the back of an episode <laughs> would probably get drowned out like fairly quickly, right? I think so. I wonder how many things you could play in the background that people would just sort of tune out eventually. Oh, God. I'm not saying you should test that. I'm not saying that's legal. Don't do it, Tom. <laughs> I might test it out eventually. I'm slowly <laughs> losing my mind in quarantine. One one of these days, I'm going to come just come unhinged and play horrible music the entire hour. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even even remotely going to say that that would surprise me because you've already fucked around with that kind of stuff. Um, anyways. How dare you? So now that you're pushed to your limits. <laughs> oh, 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 really? Really, Tom? All right, yeah. The listeners know. You're right. The listeners know. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like I have less ability to screw around on these remote calls. Like there's like a a built-in professionalism where I'm like, I'm not just co-hosting with you guys anymore. I'm interviewing each of you. 
you know? Oh, right. That's well, what it feels like, and I hate it. Oh, no. I miss people. I miss seeing people in real life. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I don't want you to feel like it's an interview. We're talking. Yeah. We're well, talking. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's it's more conversational than an interview, but I hate the phrase more conversational than an interview. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough of this <laughs> stupid meta podcasting bullshit. Kate, I'm here to ask you a question. <laughs> Fucking hit me. All right. Our Patreon question for this one comes from Gabriel, who asks, does living in Montreal make us a bit jaded? He says that feeling in, he feels like living in Montreal compared to his home in the prairies, it feels like people in general have less time of day for you, and it's harder to make strong connections. He's wondering if that's a big city thing. Oof. Um, here's the deal. I've pretty much only lived in the big city. Um, Same. But I've also noticed that in small places, there's a sense of fake kindness oh. sometimes. I know that there is absolutely genuine connection and that, you know, you know your your baker and everything. Great. That's my <laughs> that's my brief description of how small towns work. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because every small town is a Hallmark movie. Exactly, exactly. Um, but I remember being in England and on the walks, like there's a million nature walks in, in England. Uh, that's a very big part of their culture. Mm-hmm. And every time you pass by someone, you will say hi um but it also comes with a sort of british coldness to it that you're like you're only saying this to me because it's part of the it's part of the system right you know it's not you don't actually care about me right you know yeah that makes sense there's there's a certain element of like this is just how we do things but it doesn't necessarily mean anything about the relationship yeah, yeah. But I will agree that in a bigger community, people don't know each other or don't see, like, everybody's a stranger constantly. I get amazed when I see the same person twice. I'm like, holy shit. Sometimes I've seen the same person three times in a day. And I'm like, Ugh. how the fuck is this happening? No. Um, no, I know. In completely different locations, it's really fucking weird. Weird. But, I like, you feel threatened by people that you've never seen before to a certain extent. You're like, I don't know you. I have no way of gauging, you know, so if it's a, a moment in time if you're passing someone you're not going to be like hey because you don't have enough information right but in a small town because you you repeatedly see these people you're not you feel more comfortable to engage with them yeah if that makes sense no that makes sense yeah because there is that built-in like there is actually a kind of established relationship yeah i sort of i i like to look at this question from the the angle of like what communities you're part of rather than Uh like the size and population density of your geographic place. Cause I think that, that like, yeah. Cause I think that there is an element of like, you know, certain people are just not going to make time for you no mm-hmm. matter where you are with them. Like there's just mm-hmm. always going to be people who are like insular. Right. Like, yeah. And I, I think that this is something that I, I saw a lot at Montreal improv and like, I don't want to call any specific people out. Cause I think this is just a thing that happens in creative communities, but like mm-hmm. there there was definitely an element of like, you know, these are some people who are really friendly and very good at what they do. And they have eight people here that they talk to actually. And everyone else, they're like, they'll wave and be like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Cool. Good set. Bye. But like, don't ever try to actually have a relationship with them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that like, if you're in a large community, that's going to happen because like it is just kind of hard to have meaningful relationships with more than like 10 people without getting tired. And oh, I think yeah. especially in a community that is performance based, that's going to happen as well because like there's going to be an element of like some people are here because they want to make a career out of this and they, you know, 
ideally mm. they will see the value in relationships, but a lot of people don't, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like, just I think that there's possibly because of the um, friendly, funny nature of the craft, mm-hmm. there may be an expectation that everybody's going to be open to that kind of interaction with everybody. Right. When in fact, it's not that un, um, uh, not that unusual to, like you said, like limit the amount of people that you're like throwing yourself at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And I think it can be easy to become. It's it's funny, like, it, he uses the word jaded in the question here. And I think, yeah, it can be easy to become jaded when you, like, are in a place where there are a lot of people who you, like, theoretically would like to have some kind of relationship with, but, like, it mm-hmm. doesn't always get reciprocated. Because, like, you know, you throw, you put yourself out there and you get shot down a couple of times and it's like, okay, well, like, clearly this isn't meant to be. But, yeah. like... I don't know. Like, I I totally understand being jaded with that. I don't know if there's anything to be done apart from, you know, being what you would like to see, you know? Like, if you're you're in a community and you feel like people are too insular there, be the person who goes out of their way to change that in the culture somehow, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Be the change you want to see in the world or whatever. Yeah, it can be that. It can be... um... Uh, you know, looking at other, like, poking your head into other communities and seeing how things are there, like, maybe, you know, it's it's a reflection of how, your your perception of a, of a community, if you're in that community, can be warped by, if, by the fact that that's all you see, mm-hmm. but if you expand beyond that, then you can be like, oh, okay, like, for example, if, if you're in a community and you're a great person and you have a lot to offer and you're not feeling like the community is seeing that, Mm-hmm. or or appreciating that then maybe that's not the place for you maybe right. you want to go somewhere else but like it it also it brings in like so many issues with regards to uh you know race gender uh sexual orientation like that you can't just be like oh you don't feel welcome here just go somewhere else because right. it's like you say it's the problem it, like the it's at the core of the place and one person can't necessarily change that yeah one person can make efforts but if like someone from a community that is uh, not seen as much will will won't have the energy to be like nobody fucking everybody's shooting me down everybody right. all the time you're gonna you're gonna fucking give up yeah um, yeah exactly it's it's, it's, it's hard. really tricky it's very tricky yeah yeah I find uh, I'm a person who and maybe this is just from the way that I was brought up but I'm someone who seeks out community really intentionally. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, like, no matter where I am, right, like, as soon as I'm plugged into a place at all, I'm very much like, uh, okay, let me, like, get to know as many people as I can on some kind of, like, intimate level, because that's what I what I want, right? Like, I want those relationships to not just be shallow and performative. And, like, that was hard for me at first when when I started getting involved in creative communities, because, like, you know, I, I grew up in the church and, like, at church the way that people fake that they want to have any kind of meaningful relationship with you is by having those deep and meaningful conversations. <laughs> like right. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it's kind of the exact opposite, right? Oh, where wow. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Where it's like, if, you know, if you don't necessarily have time of day for someone, you'll still have that deep and meaningful conversation with them, but you won't necessarily like, you know, hang out right you'll just do mm-hmm. it you'll it's not a passing hello it's a passing let's talk about something deep um and i think there there was just a big adjustment for me like coming out of that kind of environment into you know 
the performing arts where it's like no like you know not everyone really wants to have that kind of conversation right away and like that's yeah, okay because yeah. that's weird and lacks boundaries yeah <laughs> but then yeah it's it's also like because for example say you're at a bus stop hmm. and you strike up a conversation with someone and the classic you know, improv scene like, the classic improv scene oh my god the bus is late oh wow, <laughs> your shoes are nice where did you get them and but the, like so it's it, there's so many different factors that that come into play with how people are comfortable with each other mm-hmm. and like um but i really like the, the uh, when i gave my initial answer i hadn't specifically clued on clued into when he said um the t- giving you the time of day uh-huh. so like people not caring about you right you know like that's um yeah i don't know i don't know mm. that's interesting it's tough like because i i think that there there's there's kind of a balance right where like you can't necessarily expect people to give you their time depending on right. how busy they are but uh-huh. you can you can also like expect that of your friends specifically right and like mm it's it's a tricky balance because like sometimes you feel like you're a closer friend to someone than they feel toward yes. you and I think that that can be a big factor in it right like for mm-hmm. for I think I am like this certainly I'm someone who feels closer to people than they might feel to me um and I've been getting better at that over the years like I <laughs> I think I'm getting better at recognizing when I'm like no I have a friend crush on this person but I think we're not actually friends you know right right right, right. where I'm like I would love to be friends with this person because I think they're very cool and fun and I'm going to uh-huh. take opportunities to spend time with them and chat with them when they come but I'm not going to like push it because we don't have that yet um, yeah 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 and like I think that it can be hard if you're someone who makes friends easily because you yeah. don't necessarily you don't know all the time that that's immediately been reciprocated right right and like when you're in that kind of situation it can really feel like people are rushing you off when actually they're just like no this just isn't uh like this isn't a boundary that i right. have or this is yeah. a boundary that i have you know i i have on it like because this is a fucking honest podcast mm-hmm. let's do this yeah. um that I have actually been the asshole a few times. I think I, we might have talked about this on the podcast before, but essentially because I have this, like, the way my personality comes out is quite uh, intense. And that can lead people to thinking is exactly what you just said, that, like, I'm far more invested in them than they think I am. Mm-hmm. So then when I m- move on or life circumstances change and I don't, I don't like get in touch with them every day and all this kind of stuff then it's like oh shit you've betrayed me right <laughs> because <laughs> but i'm just like i'm i i tend to be intense with people like i i express when i appreciate them you know right. but appreciating a person in my mind doesn't mean necessarily that we're uh tied at the hip sure yeah you know but it, it's something that i've had to work on to watch how I express my my thoughts and emotions to people and make sure that I'm considerate of the people around me because when it was high school like I it, it was not it was not like that it was more inconsiderate in, in my manner of doing it it was just like oh you're the problem I you know what <laughs> what did I do I'm just having fun right. you know but now I have to like no 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 you have a big responsibility here you know so it's a it's it's a it's a tricky fucking playing field man yeah well, that's it. Like, it comes down to, like, self-awareness, right? And, like, yes. self-reflection. Yes. And, like, uh, <laughs> I do feel like 
taking the question from this angle almost makes it sound like we're telling Gabe he needs to lighten up or whatever and expect less from people. And like, I don't, I don't want that to be the message that's coming across. I think I'm speaking that to myself in response to this because I I resonate with this feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like, I think that there is something to like, you know, I think there is truth in the statement that like people in cities don't necessarily take as much time for each other as people in the country. But at the same time, that is, you know, a population density thing, right? Where, Mm -hmm. you know, in the city, you can still find 10 people who will want to like drop what they're doing and, you know, hang out with you. You just have to look a little harder because there's, you know, more than 10 people. That's all right, right. That it's not so much yes ooh that it's not so much about i mean yes of course the top, the population dynamic is going to be different but that you've got so many more people that obviously not all of them are going to be people who have that like awareness and and, and comfort sharing and right. you know wanting to be in a in friendship relationships or whatever that's so smart yeah i mean cuz if you but, think about it like you know when a when a 6 year old has to choose who they're inviting to their birthday party they invite their whole class cuz that's all the people they know mm mm-hmm. mhm and then the next year, they know a whole new classroom's worth of people, but they also know whoever was in their last year's class but didn't come to the class with them this year. Because, you know, sometimes you have multiple classes in the grade and it switches around. Mm-hmm. And every year, you're adding more people to that number. And then you get to high school and you're like, well, in my case, you know, of the like 30 to 60 kids that I went to elementary school with, there were like six of us who went to my high school. In, in our grade. So right, I right. started there wow. with six people and then like a hundred new people, right? right. And, and over the years, I get to know all of them. And by the time we graduate, I know all of them. And I still know some of the people I went to elementary school with. And then you go to college and it's like, you know, you, you just keep adding and losing people along the way. And I think yeah. that like, you know, when you're 26 or 27, or 30 or any age other than six you're gonna have <laughs> you know a much larger pool of people that you need to like sort through in order to figure out who's coming to your birthday party and yes. like it's harder to you know you'll you'll probably have a pretty good sense of like three or four of them but picking 10 out of the thousand people you know and saying these are the 10 people i am definitely closest with out of these thousand like the waters are so muddy that it it's hard to find those 10 fish you know Oh my God, this needs to be a blog. Make it a blog. Share it. I don't have a job anymore, so now all I do is think about things. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Awareness and self reflection. Those were your words earlier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah. That's what we try to do here, right? We we try to be silly while also finding some some beauty and some truth. Yes. My mom watched my Instagram show this morning and that was her criticism because she always like brushes off the funny stuff as if it's not important mm. but it's like <laughs> well no, she's just like no that that was w- poorly worded she it's not her thing it's not her thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not her it's thing fair. but she did say uh that she really enjoys hearing those more heartfelt conversations because mm-hmm. you know it's good to mix the goof with the truth poof. I'm, I'm <laughs> truth oh my god oh it's in uh, our tagline kate it's right uh, there <laughs> top of the show I never said I was smart. I said you were smart. <laughs> it's the 420 episode. We'll give you a pass. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, ploof. You said ploof. Ploof. You did say ploof. Okay. So, Kate, I'm going okay. to I'm gonna have to let you go in a minute. But uh, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, wrap things up? 
Oh my God! It's time for the final thoughts final moment. Thoughts, final I thoughts. have, I have final thoughts. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Um, <laughs> Love they to hear happen them. a lot. <laughs> They're dark. They're uh, dark, and I have them. Do you see uh, what I did? Yeah. I turned the f- final thoughts. It's like Ooh. a, it's like a, it's like a less triggering way to say suicidal thoughts. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Final thoughts. I, yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. Quarantine yeah. is hard. Depression oh, and yeah. anxiety are hard. Yes, yesterday was bad. Yeah. It was really, really bad. And today went a lot better. Good. And it was really, um, it was uh, particularly shaped by the person I spoke with today, darling Benny, that I used to teach at Montreal Improv, and he's a wonderful person. So, like, yeah, final words. Um, remember that your mood can change dramatically when you speak to the right people. Mm. So if you're having a really, really hard time, who can you reach out to? That can that can swap you around yeah. just by saying, "Hey, have you eaten watermelon today?" And then you're like, "Oh my god, I feel better." Yeah, especially you if know? you've got watermelon. That was a terrible. That was, uh, was a terrible example, but you're right. Watermelon is good. But that I think that is a really like good note to give people though. Like maybe if you don't off the top of your head know who you would talk to on a day where you're feeling exceptionally shitty, sit down sometime and like try to write out a list of ten people who you think would have like a positive effect on you and then next time you're feeling shitty consult that list and and call one of them yeah that's a good idea it always helps to have some like a a, lists are great final thought lists are great (laughs) final thought lists are great 420 blaze it (laughs) blaze up blaze up cool well thanks kate all the weed (laughs) i'll talk to you soon it was a pleasure bye buddy bye all right this is where we're at now. Okay. Before we get into our last phone call of the day, welcome to the Cash Corner. This is the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. You know, during a quarantine, everybody you know who makes things is probably asking you for money. And uh, you probably don't have money to give them. So I'm not going to, like, you know, tell you that you need to support us on Patreon in order to keep our show going. This is the only thing I'm doing now. I I just do podcasts for a living now because I lost my job and I have a family and the government of Canada is actually doing a pretty sick job of keeping us afloat. (laughs) So like, give us money if you really want to, um, but don't feel pressured if you're in a situation where that would be difficult for you. Uh, I'll be fine. I'm going to keep doing this show till I die, probably. Maybe I meant that in a way of like you can expect another forty to fifty years of this show. But wow, do I think I'm gonna live to sixty or seventy? That's dark. Fuck. Uh, there's a little truth for you here. I don't expect to live past eighty. Um, what I really mean is I'm gonna keep doing the show until time runs out on my life for natural causes. Uh, I assume that will be many decades to come and not within the next year because of coronavirus. But you know, who knows? Who knows how anything works anymore? Who knows how anything goes? What I do know is that if you do want to throw some money at us to help us make the show better, we're not going to stop you because it would be very cool of you and uh, we appreciate it. And also you can get all kinds of really amazing perks by doing that. So if you are interested in supporting us financially in any way, shape, or form, this is the weirdest (laughs) 
I've been doing this, this show for almost five years now. We've been using backing music for a, a good little while. This is at, by by far the strangest, most like unsettling, really, really fucking distracting music that I've ever done this to. <laughs> I'm going to make a note of this track, and I'm going to play it for Kate next time that we get to see each other in person and make her do an ad read over it, because I feel like that would be twice as chaotic as this one currently. Um, if you want to support us financially, go to patreon.com slash up for discussion. If you pledge as little as a dollar, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. You'll get live access to... Live access? I, I guess. All access to internet things is access you have live in the moment i don't know what i'm saying anymore this is weird you'll get access to early bonus content wow god words are hard you'll get behind the scenes updates all kinds of perks just go check it out my brain is fried this music i haven't smoked weed today this is our 420 episode i haven't smoked weed for this this music is making me feel like i've smoked weed i'm losing it i'm losing my mind (laughs) patreon.com slash up for discussion weird weird music so next up i'm gonna call jeremiah can you hear me? I can. Okay, hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. I totally didn't realize that it was this time already. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Do you, do you need to reschedule? Oh, no, it's fine. I was just <laughs> chatting with my roommate while I ate dinner. <laughs> and then Fair I was enough. like, why is my phone buzzing? <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for making the time. Of course. How are you doing? I'm doing it's it's been a <laughs> time is so weird i've been up since 4 30 this morning god why <laughs> i went to bed at like nine last night oh, okay. and then i woke up at 4 30 this morning and was like oh i'll just like get up and go to the bathroom have a drink go back to bed mm-hmm. and then i went in bed for like half an hour and was like no okay we're getting up now wow yeah that's rough when you like accidentally shift your sleep schedule and then you're just stuck with it yeah. We, I uh, don't have a schedule. It flip flops right. every other day. I'll be fine. <laughs> living, living with kids c- can just sort of have that built in. Like we, um, mm. Raya's bedtime used to be like seven thirty, and uh, for a little while it was like just starting to be kind of a nightmare. And uh, we were like, hmm, I wonder if just shifting bedtime to like six thirty or seven even would like make a difference. It's made a huge difference. <laughs> bedtime is way better way less tantrums way smoother but now she wakes up at like you know 6 30 or 7 the next morning instead of like 8 and uh that sucks (laughs) but it's better less tantrums and an early wake up is better than more tantrums and sleeping in i would agree with that yeah yeah um so it's our 420 episode it's also episode 20 it's also episode 269 Oh my goodness, Tom, that's amazing. And I didn't plan this. I'm so hyped. So like last week, last week I just like decided like we're going to start releasing episodes on Monday starting next week. And uh, then I realized what episode number it was. And then I realized what day it was coming out. And I was like, oh, this is the best week for us to have made this decision. The stars have aligned. The universe has spoken. It's time to get fucking lit in quarantine. Woohoo. I feel like I'm losing my mind because I, for the past few quarantine episodes, what I've been doing is like calling people whenever and like stitching them together and recording all the like ad reads separately later and like doing some magic to make it seem seamless. This time I was like, I'm going to try doing the whole show start to finish and doing all the ad reads between phone calls. And uh, it's intense. 
and exhausting and mentally taxing, especially because I forgot to write any copy and I've been ad-libbing everything. Oh my goodness, Tom. (laughs) Um, So if I'm a little bit out of it during this call, that's why, because this is minute 48 of that. That's all right. Everybody's going to be high while they listen to this anyways. Exactly. If they're not, then they're not living their best life. That's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Listeners, even high I'm recording. I'm actually it. judging you on your drug consumption, but it's fucking quarantine. Get lit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, don't don't do drugs unless you feel comfortable doing drugs, obviously. But, you know, if there was ever a day to do them, this is it. Is the day that this comes out. Yes, today. Today. But not today. Today in the future. Time is so weird. Time is weird. So I realized that today, waking up so early. And yeah. now I'm like, it's already almost seven? What? It is a it is a weird like I my day got thrown off pretty significantly because uh we didn't have hot water when I woke up this morning. Ooh, it's, oh no. It's a whole thing. I told Adrian about it at the top of the episode. I won't repeat myself, but basically it sucked and I'm tired. Fair. Um so our Patreon question for this episode, the the real important meat of the episode, is uh, from Gabriel, who asks, does living in Montreal make us a bit jaded? He says he felt that living in Montreal compared to his home in the prairies, it feels like people in general have less time of day for you, and it's harder to make strong connections. And he's wondering if, he, if this is a big city thing. All right, so I am coming from Victoria, which is a small city, mm-hmm. like much smaller than Montreal, and I find people here have way more time Yeah. for me. I think a lot of that has to do with cost of living mm. and busyness. People in Victoria are so fucking busy, and Vancouver's the same. And this is actually part of why I decided to move to Montreal. Mm. It's like we are so taxed just trying to like get by in Victoria that you don't have extra time to chit-chat. You barely have time to like check up on your friends. <laughs> you make you like meet somebody, and you're like, oh, it would be cool to... like hang out and talk but I have 20 things to do <laughs> and then I moved to Montreal and it's just like everything's slower hmm. in a weird way because like everybody just has more time at least people in like my social spheres my age I found right. like we all live here because it's cheap and there's art happening <laughs> and that's kind of the vibe we're in we're like I'm working enough to get by and then other than that, I'm here to meet people and make art and see cool things. Right. And so I've found, in my experience, Montreal has more time for me. Hmm. But coming from other small towns, I can see that that wouldn't necessarily be the case because, like, the sense of community is definitely different. Right. But Montreal hmm. also has, like, a pretty good sense of camaraderie in each different, like, neighborhood and borough, mm-hmm. which really impressed me. Yeah. So. that That is actually something I've been thinking about. So, so. Gabriel, our patron, is a good friend of mine and uh, lives in our neighborhood. Um, but he used to be living in the Plateau. Um, and now he lives mm. in NDG with us. Not with us, but, you know, yeah. cl- close by. <laughs> in and, the hood. Yeah. And I do wonder if part of it is like, I, I think especially in the Plateau, a lot of the people who live there are there out of necessity, I would say. Like, where it's like, you know, they're students, so they want to be as close to McGill as possible, or they're, like, involved in the art scene, so they want to be as close to whatever theater they work with as possible. And, like, both of those can be kind of, like, isolating communities to be part of, right? Because if you are an artist, like, granted, there is that side of it where it's like, yeah, we're all artists, we want to, you know, do cool shit and check each other's stuff out. But that can also get kind of insular, right? Um, and if you're a student, you might just like not have time for people 
or you (laughs) you might only have time for people if you're working on stuff together and there there is just sort of a different social dynamic there right that's true i haven't really lived like downtown or in the plateau i've been in chiller neighborhoods right well that's it and and in the sort of like more like what do you call that residential more residential neighborhoods it it does have a bit more of a community feel um Mm -hmm. and so i wonder if like you know he might just start to feel this less the longer he stays in in this area but also now we're in a quarantine so like it's kind of the worst time to be trying to build community in real life um so, yeah. so maybe it's just a matter of finding the online communities that that feel accessible right now you know is he is gabriel coming from like a small town in the prairies uh i think he's from winnipeg but i might be wrong about that but it's certainly smaller than montreal okay because the other thing because i also lived in like a small town in alberta right. and then like a small city in victoria and the thing i found in those places is that like there's a certain familiarity built into living in that city, mm-hmm. especially if you're from there or like you grew up there or your parents are from there because people know you by association. Right. Whereas like in a big city, obviously you're not going to get that until you've lived here a lot longer. So I don't know how long he's been in the city, but maybe that's also a part of it is there isn't that like two degrees of separation that you find in smaller towns. Right. Yeah. It, it's definitely like, so like I've, I've lived in Montreal for 20 years now and like, I lived in Vancouver, you know, as a as a small child and and you know, so for me like Montreal has just always been home. So I don't really have that same feeling of like no one here has time for me, but that's also because I have specific people that I know have time for me, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. not it's not that I think that everyone will. It's that I know who does and and I know a lot of people and over the years have built those kinds of relationships, but yeah, I, I think when you move around, I think when you are in a new place, I think when you're, you know, living in the downtown core instead of outside of downtown, there's so many factors that can contribute to, like, whether or not you feel like people have time for you. And, like, I don't know that it's specifically about the size of the city as much as it's about, you know, the people that you meet. Yeah, how you're situated in the city. Mm-hmm. Socially and physically. Yeah. I do feel like I do feel like there's also a thing where like as a as a queer person, I feel like I do have a lot of like meaningful relationships like that within the queer community specifically. Where like <laughs> y- you know what I mean? Like I, I, I do think that there's some kind of like element of there's a ton of us gays here in Montreal who love each other and, and want to just blanket support each other and like want to you... hook me up with that community that sounds nice <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like I feel like there's like Facebook groups and shit where like people are always like hey looking for a thing and then 10 people are like let me help you and then suddenly those people are best friends with each other and it's like okay this is this is not what I'm used to outside of this <laughs> and like the only people that I have meaningful relationships with like apart from that are the people I grew up with right like Mm -hmm. I don't know like I think about Seth Day from from the Rad Child podcast who like I love Seth Seth quickly really really quickly became one of my like go-to people for things because like we met like we met just around the time Toby was born and uh and Toby is not he's he's almost 18 months right like we didn't meet that long ago but very very soon after meeting Seth it was very clear this is someone who like 
has time for people, makes time for people. And like, I just, I'm not used to people being that way. Right. Um, and I wonder if like, you know, you just need to meet the right people in order to feel like people have time for you, you know, like you need to meet the people who are like Seth. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Gabe just needs to meet Seth. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) And then I also find that like people have time for you in a different way once it's those kind of relationships like it's an intentional I have time for you because I want to have time for you mm-hmm. not like oh I have time because we live in a small town and I'm bored right. so I may as well like get the gossip or whatever like it's more genuine sure yeah more personal I find at least yeah well definitely and then there's that sort of like there's that element of you can't expect 100% of the people you meet to want to give you time in that genuine personal way and when you're in a big city meeting tons of people it feels like such a small number of people when in reality it's actually just a small percentage of people who end up like you know checking all those boxes Mm, yeah that's a good point it's more diluted in a big city right and and that's that's where i think the like my what i was saying before about like the like queer community here is like i i think what i mean by that is when you find a community of people who like get loneliness you know who who get Mm -hmm. feeling like you don't have people and you put yourself out there into that community and say hey i feel like i don't have people you're a lot more likely to be received with open arms yeah yeah that's a good point people are great love it (laughs) (laughs) see i don't know that's that's kind of like that's that's the extent of my thoughts on all this Like, like i just i feel like yeah, it might be hard to make connections in the city, but I don't know that it's necessarily harder than anywhere else to make meaningful connections. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, well, we've got to we've got to wrap up in a minute, but uh, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, we get going? Happy four twenty, get lit, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze it and praise it. Oh man, my favorite thing is when four twenty ends up on Easter weekend. Yeah, and it kind of feels like that now because we're recording this on Easter Monday. That's true. So that's my favorite thing. It's just like blaze it and praise it. I think I said uh, that to my mother once, and she nearly had a heart attack. That's incredible. (laughs) I remember. I don't remember if it was last year or no. I think it was a few years ago because I think it was still when I cared about Easter in a big way. Um, But there was there was one year not that long ago where um, Easter fell on four twenty, like that was the Sunday, and four twenty praise it was a was a real good time. Oh yeah, I bet. My uh, my entire experience of Easter so far this year has been uh, just being really thankful today on Easter Monday that the Animal Crossing Easter event is finally over because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you the past you and all my other friends <laughs> the first twelve days of this month it was just like here's a bunch of bullshit eggs all over town that you have to deal with when you're trying to get resources and catch fish. And it's just like, how about instead of a fish, here's some eggs. And how about instead of some resources, here's more eggs. And I am so, so glad that when I booted up the game today, there were no more eggs. (laughs) That's my Easter reflection. (laughs) Cool. Well, thanks, Jeremiah. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. Stay safe. Stay healthy. You too. Bye. Peace. And that brings us to the end of our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Like I said earlier, we uh, really appreciate it. If you can't, that's super duper fine. Obviously, like definitely do not feel like you have to. 
I am happy to make this show for free, uh, but it helps that people are, you know, throwing a little money at it. It's just validating, you know, but if you want to validate me for free, you can support me by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend. Uh, or on Spotify, I, you know, I don't know why I said Stitcher. No one uses Stitcher. If you're using Stitcher, let me know because I, I we're on there. But you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcatch Place. I don't know wh- wherever you get your podcasts. You know, share us around, leave us a review. Uh, it helps us grow, and it doesn't cost you anything. So uh, do it. It's real nice, especially if you like the episode. If you didn't like the episode, you can also share it. But that's you know weird. So. I don't know. It's up to you. You can also follow us on social media at Down With Talking, especially on Twitter, which is the one where we are most active. And you can like our page on Facebook to get up-to-date updates. Up-to-date updates. Why not? Uh, as soon as an episode goes live. Um, the only thing I want to plug this week is uh, if you are someone who is fouring the 20 today, uh, I hope that you are having a good time with it and that you're doing it in ways that are safe and respectful of the people around you. Uh, if you're not someone who smokes the devil's lettuce, um, I hope that you're just having a good day today. I don't know. Do something nice for yourself. <laughs> that, that, that's it. Just just do something nice for yourself today. No matter what is going on in your life, find an opportunity to do something nice for yourself today. I want to give a special thanks to our friends Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show was produced and edited by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week. Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a Pokemon watch-through podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've taken on the monumental task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing in-depth analysis of everybody's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're asking the hard-hitting questions. Who's the real hero of this series? Why do some of these episodes get banned? Is Ash's treatment of his Pokemon abusive or just negligent? Is Charizard completely justified in treating Ash like the worst trainer of all time? Why don't more Pokemon have nipples? Which Pokemon would make the best professional wrestler? Is Farfetch'd your best option for Christmas dinner? Who even is that Pokemon? Are all cops bastards? Wait, I thought this was a Pokemon podcast. Uh, anyway, tune into Blasting Off Again on the Upward Network and wherever you find your podcasts. We're, We're blasting, blasting off again! again. Ding! Ding. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts.